If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Partner up with Navy Federal to pay down credit card debt. You can learn all about this and more at NavyFederal.org. It's just if you're going to win and you're going to be successful, and not just win games, but if you're going to win life. I mean, you have to do above-the-line things all the time. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Don't buckle up, Buttercup. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching. And please go hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So today, before we get into the great guests that we have on, we're going to kick it off with the Patreon question of the day, which is, what is something that you think everybody should try at least once? That is a great question. I would say skydive. Oh. I was actually going to say the same exact thing. I was thinking no, about that. Oh, I'm terrified of that. I was going to say something that scared you. Why? Yeah. You got to get out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, because it changes your life. That's the whole point. My gosh. I hate being scared. Like, a lot of people like the, the adrenaline, that that rush that it gives you. I hate anything with adrenaline. Like, I just want to be on a smooth ride. Like, at Disney World, I want to be on the little floating log that takes you. The teacups. <laughs> No, not even the teacups. I want to be on the little floating (laughs) river log that takes you through like a magical scene. I hate being scared, even for a second. I think also going to a a college football championship game. Mm, That's a good one. That is a good one. It's just so thrilling. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to do my best to go to my own. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, you'll be, you'll be. We coaching. can't get out of this till you get that done. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Well, do you? I mean, we got a pact. Mojo and I already made sure of that. You know, we're like, hey, you know, we're in this for the long haul, brother. I hope you know that. Yeah, we'll get USC versus LSU. Ooh. I can't wait to hear about all this because I haven't been up there yet to visit. So just this, that's another one of them rabbit holes. All right. Yeah. I, for me, trying something only once would be. A food. I like having trying some sort of food that you're just not comfortable eating, just to try it one time. No, no, not about that. Like what? What's your? Give me your food. Okay. That everyone has to try. That most people have not. 
So one time I was in Steamboat Springs and there was a, a restaurant that I forget what they called it, like cowboy oysters or something like that. Uh, I think that's what they called it. And I ate it. And then afterwards, they tell you that it's bull balls. Oh, calf fries? Yeah, they called it something else, but... Uh, it's uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yes, yes, Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I never had those. I've had... I've had uh, there's a restaurant in Austin, uh, right outside of Austin, that is... I don't know, Hudson on the Bend. And they used to have just the most insane thing. Like, instead of crab cakes, they had rattlesnake cakes. So, it, like, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I tried those. I'm not on the food thing, man. I, you know, that's, that's if, once that gets weird, then... <laughs> that's pretty much the only reason we're down here is to consume, you know, the food, something good to eat. <laughs> Stay alive long enough to do it. When you start messing with the food, talk about that, man. It's not my realm. Well, you eat yeah. steak every single day. It's good for you. At, like every single steak day. Steak and potatoes, man. It is, right? <laughs> yeah, I had steak yesterday. I, I, my point. He did too. And I'm just as happy as day. can be. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, bro, I get it. Yeah. If, you eat veg, if you're a vegetarian, if you eat salad. I do too. I love salad. I'm not even arguing with you, man. I'm just saying, when I don't but, eat the other stuff, I get sick. I get weak, I, and I can feel it. There's a... It's a biological thing. I can't help it. Some of us are like that, man. Okay. Anyways. I could eat barbecue every day. Every wife, day. It, it drives her nuts. I could eat ribs and brisket <laughs> every day. All right. Good Patreon question. For sure. So today we've got Benny Wiley, which is one of our very good friends. Actually went to college with Marcus uh, back at Sam Houston State. He's also one of the top strength and conditioning coaches in the country. He's now working for USC, but he's been all over, uh, just came from OU. He's even won a TV show competition. Uh, what was it called again? Strong. Strong. Uh, on NBC. On NBC. Go check it out and see him crush it. But we'll get into everything that he's done today, and I'm very excited to hear about it. So yeah. let's, uh, let's get to it. And Benny has been on before, so go back and pull up Benny Wiley on the Team Never Quit episode and listen to the backstory, and we'll take it from there today. I guess. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, bro. Can you believe we're doing this? I can't. I, the, when we were talking about this the other day, the, the, the path from when we were starting, that's what I was giggling at. Every time I find out that we get to hang out together, I always go back from the first time we met, and you can tell he's like, you know, we went to Sam Houston State together. I've been telling everybody that we, we, were, we went to the unit. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Houston State Prison. I did a nickel up there. I, and, and, uh, bro, I, once Mojo went into politics, I was like, man, we need to go back and start. I would love for the prison to let the, the convicts go to the football game. And the visiting section should have to sit in the middle of them. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> that, that, that was probably the best time of my time life. Our, that was the best time of our life was when we were in college. I know everybody says that. And if you have never heard of Sam Houston State University, it, it's amazing. It's where the rich kids <laughs> go when they get kicked out of Harvard and everything. It's where the poor kids are. <laughs> we strive for a better education. We got in there. And... The prison system is parked right in the middle of it. The so state penitentiary. The state penitentiary, yeah. State penitentiary. Right down the street. And they're called units. 
So, and it's Sammy State University, but we call it the unit, Sammy State Unit. That's where we did. I did a nickel there. And that's where <laughs> Benny and I met. And I'm trying, I met, it was, who'd you come across first? Me or Mojo? We had ROTC. Uh, Mo- Mojo, that's uh, what Mojo. I thought. That was Mojo. his claim all the time, too. He's like, no matter what you do, I mean, I, I met him first. I'm like, all right. <laughs> whatever that was uh that was that was years ago when you had to go to the gym to like register for school and you had to fill out your card and so I'm standing in line and this this big old dude standing in front of me and uh turns around looks at me and like hey man what do you do looks at me nothing oh okay so that's how that we started and then we ended up in ROTC together um and like the rest is history and you played football for Sam, right? I played football for Sam Houston. I ran track for Sam Houston. Um, had tons of great years and time there. Like met a ton of great people there, and I think that's uh, what I would kind of like attribute where my life took a pretty good turn. Is I mean, we can I can almost pinpoint all the great things in my life. Kind of, kind of started at Sam Houston, so. It's good. Oh, well, let me back it up for our listeners who aren't aware of who this is. He's also, there are two great things that came out of Mahia, Texas. One of them has to be this gentleman right here, Mr. Benny Wiley, <laughs> and Anna Nicole Smith. God rest her soul. Right? The rest is history. Like he says, is, is history. To follow the path, well, when you, when you came out of Sam, you went straight to the Cowboys. Right. First shot out of college, you guys went into buds. That's what, in. yeah. I'm trying to put the path together between how we how we did it. So Mo, Mojo and I left. We had to go and we went to the teams, and then you went to the Cowboys. Yes, correct. So 1999, first shot out of college. I graduated on May the 17th. Drove to Dallas May the 18th. Started with the Cowboys on May the 19th. Oh my gosh! What, what, what no was that like? Time. The transition from college and the way we were training. And let's, let's talk. I just want to hear about that for a second. I mean, I've never asked you that. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, because it was a whirlwind uh, when we left. Like, wh- wh- and I remember training to go into into buds and all that stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, it's a completely different story when they pull you in there. And we talked about that all the time, me and you, but we never talked about it out loud to everybody else, though. Yeah, I would say you think you know what like the NFL is, and then when you get there, you realize it's not that at all. And they, again, that was at the end of like the Cowboys kind of. Um, like glory days, if you will, you know, so I had Emma Smith, I had Troy Aikman, which are all the like announcers now. Um, I had guys like Larry Allen, um, guys like Deion Sanders, all those guys, Darren Woodson. So some of the best of the best. And you learn, like you learn how to train a pro, like you learn that there is no fluff, there's no BS, uh, it is all business. And I would imagine it would be the same going into the teams. You think it's one thing and then you get in there and you realize there are some grown men and some adults and it is a it is a profession it's not a it's not a glamour deal like you would think the cowboys and you're in the nfl is just kind of glitz and glamour no it is a job they say they're going to work they don't say i'm going to football practice they say i'm going to work so i think some of those things you would think are different and you wonder why they make so much money and all this stuff you know i mean it is a job that most people could not handle even if they have the talent they couldn't handle all the other stuff. There's a lot of talented people that think they can go and be a Navy SEAL, but you can't handle all the other stuff that comes the with job. it. So I think yeah, that's why it's a job. It's, it comes with it. The game is one thing. 
The glamour is when you get to dress up in the uniform, put the star on your helmet, and then the right. cheerleaders. The, you know, that, that's what that's for, right? Right. What? I never, <clears throat> I didn't think about it until you said it like that, but the difference is, is when you leave from the college or when you're stepping into the pro level is the age different than the men. There's men in there. And that's why they're they men. don't, that, it's funny, so they're like, y'all don't joke? Because when we get out, that what we say we miss the most is the guys, the camaraderie, and the joking. And are like, well, you just said in the pros, y'all don't do that. And I'm like, well, it's different. It's a thing. It's, we don't ever talk about this part. There's a middle world. I don't know how you would even capture that, and we didn't even talk about it. We're talking about it a little bit right now. It's like there's yeah. a, there's a yeah. middle ground in there that you, you won't know anything about until you're in that world, and the minute you step out of it, yeah, you can hear it a little bit, or you can speak the language, but, man, it just keeps going. You're talking about, like, your just conversation is always it, smart-ass you understand, you understand what I'm talking something? about, Benny? You know where I'm going with that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's uh, it's a part that like I fortunately have never gotten out of because once no, you play, have, yeah, like you get it, and then you think that that's the part you're going to miss is the locker room and the trips and the travel and all the all the little stuff. The it's it's the camaraderie, it's the brother, it's the kind of thing that keeps you kind of connected. And in the coaching world, I still get to kind of do that, you know, and so from the age of 14 when I started playing football, like someone asked me this the other day, one of my players like coach, like how long have you worked out? Well, I started when I was 14 and I haven't stopped and I'm 47. I mean, it doesn't, I, there's not been a week in my life from 14 to 47 that I haven't like lifted or ran. That's and amazing. So you just never get out of it. And so, I mean, that's the cool part of my job. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. going from college to a job to working with these professionals was it harder at that age to deal with the new guys that were closer to your age or the Troy Aikmans and Deion Sanders that had been playing and were well seasoned um I would say they didn't know how old I was because um, I'm mean, just like Marcus says, I kind of look like this for, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, since I was 12. I don't know. I mean, oh, wait, no, he grows his time. goat, I when his goatee's like up, no, time. if you got these sunglasses, the biggest thing is when we were, oh, we all used to work at this bar in, in, in this town. There's only one of them. So it's where the, you want to shout it out? The Jolly Fox. What's up, man? It's, I mean, it's straight up. It's, it's head to toe, the, the best place in Huntsville. You go hang out. You have a great time. It's where the convicts get to hang out with the college kids. And it was wonderful, dude. And Benny, it, it, it was so much fun. And we worked there as bouncers. As bouncers, 
right? So he had this goatee, and he would wear his sunglasses at night. And we're like, hey, man, whatever you do, just don't smile. Because people would start fighting and doing everything. So we had to deal with that. And he looked so damn mean until he smiled. He's got that titty dust. <laughs> and then it would, t- it would totally break character. Well, then Mojo would start running his mouth or start talking smack and make him laugh, and everything goes downhill from there. But uh, it, it was one of those deals. He has. Yeah, he has. He's always looked like that. And then when he gets that goatee on, he looks meaner until he smiles, and then it's all good. When you smile, you do look like the nicest man. The nicest guy. I'm trying not to smile very much. Don't take advantage of it. I mean, in pictures, anyway, we have to say, don't smile. Sorry. Go ahead. And so, anyway, so I was 22 at the time. So I, I don't know that one was harder than the other to deal with. Um, the older guys, you have to earn their trust and earn their respect. Um, and I think that goes into anything in life. Um, I, I can't ask you to do something if I haven't earned your trust. Um, and that takes time. That takes effort. That takes for me and my job. I do everything I ask them to do. I'm going to do it with them. I'm going to run with you. I'm going to lift with you. I'm going to stretch with you. I'm going to eat with you, whatever that is. And there, you have no choice but to trust me because I'm doing the same thing you're doing. So those older guys took a little time. Um, like Troy didn't talk to me for three months. I mean, and I, and I worked with him every day because he was seeing if I was a fan or if I was there, yeah, check. To, uh, like help him get better. Yeah. And once he realized that I wasn't this like super fan and I was there to actually train him and do everything I could, it was great. Yeah. And again, I think we all are in that world. We have people that kind of come at us and we're, we're going to keep you at bay until we figure out who you are. And because I mean, like our circles are small yeah. and they're small on purpose. Well, what'd that do to you when we were, cause we were raised, we had a, you had a family going too, and the kids, what, what's it like being a dad and a coach at that young age? And the reason I'm asking is cause we got kids now and we're, we're all, you've always been, been um, built and geared for that. I'm kind of turning into your, your path now <laughs> to try and give back to the kids. So now I'm really paying attention to everything you say. Usually you're just yelling at me and telling me what to do. I'm like, Roger, that bro, I'll do it, man. I'll get this, that, and the other. Now I'm like, why are you doing it like that? So Yeah, and, and I would say, I, w- I would like to say I've always been good at it. Uh, I thought I was good at it until, like, my boys are 17. Like, what, if I did not put it in them, it is not going to show now. And you don't get any do-overs. Um and I read this that like this job will have another coach, but my kids will only have one dad. And so you can give as much as you want to whatever your job is. You could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, whatever. You can give as much as you want to that job, but that job isn't going to give you that back in return. But your kids will give it back to you in return. And so um, I've always tried to be, you know, have my kids around me like as much as I could at work. I've tried to separate the two. Like when I go home, be home and be present. Um, I would tell like all the young coaches out there, if you are listening, um, spend more time with your kids. You will not spend enough time. You cannot do it. It doesn't exist. Spend more time with your kids because we give our current athletes, we give them the very best. It's weird. We give them our best version of ourselves. Oh, that'll and then piss we you off. You think too we deep give on our that one. family the rest, <laughs> right? It's a crazy deal. What is that? That's, un- uh, it, uh, that's unbelievable. 
Like, you could go into the team and literally give them, and they, they won't piss you off, no matter how much they sandbag, no matter what they do, yeah. no matter how much they complain. That's a thing. I didn't know that either. And, and you won't even so much as raise your voice. Matter of fact, you'll be like, yeah, it's cool, man. Let's get through this. And with the family, they do something. Yeah. You turn and it, loose. And, it's, uh, and, you, and you have to ship the mind frame. You, you, you have to, like, I can't give the team my best and give my family the rest. I mean, like, I've got to give my family the very best version of myself that I can. And, I mean, again, I'm like, it's biblical. I mean, you can take it all the way back as, as far as you want. Um, I mean, like, I'm supposed to, and this is just for everybody, I'm supposed to love my wife the best of anything first. She's my first. of Over everything, every job, every person on the earth, like, my wife is first. And then my kids are second. And then my friend, like this group of people like you guys are, are next. And then my job is kind of down there, which is crazy to say that out loud. But if I do those in order, then I'm going to give my job my best also. Um, and so, again, just over the years, I mean, I've, I've, I've screwed it up uh, a ton. But as I'm getting a little older, man, and as the kids are, I mean, I've got one year that the boys are out, which I think about Hunter. I remember him being a little kid. I do. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> a sucker now. And now he's in, I see him in Italy and all over the world. I was like, how is he an adult? He can't be an adult yet. And, but that'll be my boys in the year and they're out. I've put everything in them. Now, not that you're done being a parent, but I mean, they are going to be what you put in. You do for a living what we go to do on a break. I'm like, when I go to relax, I, I take my kids to watch football. We sit down. And I mean, not just watch the game. I'm talking about the highlights, the back, everything, the backstory, all the players. Every documentary you can learn about the player. We get into all that. You, your life is both of those. Yeah. I mean, just, and I, I, I get that. I, I hadn't thought about that either, man. It's, so, it's how you talk in one realm as opposed to how you talk in the other one. You got to combine those two, hopefully. Yeah. That's awesome. But so you, you took, you had family life and coaching, and then you took it to another level to reality TV. What was that like for you and your family? Um, I didn't know what I was getting into. Let <laughs> me start there. There's a lot of fine print uh, that you sign uh, on all these documents, on all these TV shows that you don't realize what you're signing sometimes. Um, but it was a great opportunity. I'll say that. Great. Um, Great people like Dave Bloom. Uh, I mean, great like producer. Uh, so produce like The Biggest Loser. Same um, like same producer. Uh, great concept, and you learn you learn the other side of TV. You learn, uh, I mean, how much goes into. I just had a, I had I have more respect for TV now than I did before because again, I just didn't know. I had no idea. Just like you guys, like producing. A podcast is a lot of work. People, I mean, I'm like, they click on, they listen. Like, oh, that was cool. Well, they don't realize the hours of work before yeah. cutting it, editing, all the stuff, and then after. So I just say, like, I learned a lot and just have a lot more respect. Can you give a, a little rundown of what the premise of the show was? Yeah. Um, so there were 10 trainers uh, of all different kind of backgrounds. Um, there was me like a strength coach there was an mma guy there was a yoga instructor there was um i mean there's a boxing guy so all different kinds of um disciplines 10 different disciplines 
and we had a trainee, um, a, a female a person that had 20 to 30 pounds to lose was their goal um, or their casting call. We had a week to train this person. And then in that week, there were one competition. If you lost the competition, you were at the end of the week, you were in this like elimination tower. If you lost, you got sent home. So every week, like one team out of the 10 got sent home. Uh, so we cooked for like our people. I did like all of our nutrition. Um, I did all of our training. I did all of our recovery, um, all the mental work, which people don't correlate the mental part of training with training. Uh, if you were, uh, just a stay at home mom and that was your job and you had 40 pounds to lose, but you didn't like cooking, you didn't like doing all the stuff. There's a lot of mental work that goes into that as well to pull them out of, kind of the hole that they're in. So that was kind of the premise of the show. It was. Oh, I'd have never really done physical. that. I mean, are you even kidding me right now? Do you have to cook every morning for Jen now? Now that she knows you can do that. She I mean, never. the whole world knows <laughs> that you can do that now. She, so now you can't even complain. 10 meals in her life. Uh, oh. So she, no, she does not cook. Jen doesn't I, cook? I, I think that's why she married me. Because are you listening? At all. Are you listening to I, this? I do cook. I know how to cook. What are you even talking about? Oh, oh, you want to you get into that right now on awesome. the podcast? We're going to go down that route. We just shifted we're going, gears. We're going there. Let's Benny, go. slide over here. That's on my side right here. He and I can both cook. I know you can cook. You said that you like to cook. <laughs> okay, moving on. How many weeks did was the the program? So we were there three months. So we actually filmed out here like in Malibu. Um... I, I didn't know that I wasn't going to be able to talk to my family during the week. I didn't know that little caveat. Oh no! So during like Monday through Friday when we were filming, they would take your phones, take your computers, all that. So no contact because they wanted all that on film. They wanted to hear your raw reactions. And if you're talking to your spouse or your partner, um, they don't get that. You know, so no phones, no any of that during the week. Um, again, tons of competition like during the week. Uh, it was great. Um, yeah, hey, so just how did you tons of fun uh, activities? It was awesome. That's awesome. You got a chance to do that coming from where we came from and then you're on TV training and <clears throat> doing that. Mojo it's, and I, man, unbelievable. I, I know that's what I'm saying. I couldn't it's believe you got a chance to do that. That's amazing. So I, I mean, was there any time when you were going Texas, through that? There's no way I should have been there. I'm from a little country town oh. in Mahia, like all 7,063 of us. Yeah, man. <laughs> And I'm in Malibu that was on awesome. this set. I mean, and it was incredible. They they put you in these little trailers. You're doing all these interviews. You're doing, uh, I mean, just a once in a lifetime like experience, and uh, to end up like winning also at the end was pretty cool. Um, and I think we won because my partner was she was really really tough. I mean, she really was. I mean, she was a mom that was a freaking rock star. You still talk to her? Uh, I do. Still doing good? She's still training. She's a personal trainer now. And so she's still has kept off all the weight and all that kind of stuff. Jill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so she's still doing well. I, I remember watching the show and there was one moment in it that, um, you know, all shows want a little drama. But there was one moment where it looked like <laughs> a genuine Benny was pissed. Can you talk about yeah, that? I mean, like where we're from. 
I mean, we're, I mean, we're country boys. I mean, we're from the state of Texas, which to me is the best state, but that's just, I'm just kind of it partial. Um, not even up for debate. Like we're just honor and like integrity and kind of, you know, being men of your word and those kind of things. This is how we're raised. Um, now I had a tough dad. He was crazy. Uh, but he like raised me right. Um, there's some things he didn't do great, but there's a lot of things that he did do really well. And so one of those is, I mean, like all you have is your word and what you're known for. And so in the show, again, to me, I'm on a show, but I don't care about the show part of it, you know, I mean, and so off camera, we have this little conversation and this guy, um, Adam is his name, which I still talk to him, by the way. Um, he's, I mean, he's a decent guy. He actually has a great, great coffee brand that he's, he's kind of produced now and he's doing well, but he tells me one thing off camera and then on camera, he wants to say this other thing and I lose my crap. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, man. Like, hey, I don't pissed. care about this show. Yeah, I, I mean, I Hey man, you said this and we're on, And then once, so of course they love the drama and, uh, but it was, it was good. Oh yeah. Cause we were joking about that. Everybody in the crew was like, Hey man, you want us to drive down and you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were. We were going to take this dude out, man. Oh, we were out in the middle of water. I was, I was pissed. Out. I was just, pissed. I said, you're dead wrecking. to me, man. Once you lie to me, man, you're dead to me, man. Because I remember somebody said, Benny got pissed. And we're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I didn't ever get mad. And we're like, no, he actually got upset. Because I've never really seen that. Only maybe yeah, yeah. once. That's funny. Oh, it's I, funny now. I remember because I've never seen you upset, thankfully. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. Benny is off. This is real. It doesn't matter to me, TV yeah. or not. I mean, like your word is the word. And what, what was your What was your full takeaway from doing all the TV time, being out there in Hollywood? Like looking back after we've been through all um, that. I think uh, that I would say you know learn from every like experience that you have in life. I mean, every I mean everyone can help you for your next one because I mean that really sharpened my skills for interviewing and for media and for being in front of a camera and you know with my current job I mean I talk a lot to a lot of people and we speak a lot and we weren't trained in speaking and I mean yeah. you've spoken so much now over the years that I mean there's training and there's techniques to it and you can be really good at it and so I think uh, my biggest takeaway was learn something from every experience in your life because you can use it in the next one that's a great point. I, because now after we've we've done this for a while, when when you're watching TV and you're watching the interviews, especially the live TV and the interviews, you can see it. You can yeah. see somebody who's brand new at it. Yeah, a absolutely. I remember growing up. There's certain people that I would watch. <clears throat> excuse me, and you listen to them and, and the way they do things. People often ask, like, how do you get to this level? How do you get to the experience where you can just get on TV and, and, and do your thing? I'm like, well, first of all, watch somebody who's good at it. That, yeah. That's why we do I mean, There's nothing wrong with being a mimic. Like, you can pick that up, especially if somebody's great at it. That's why we're so fascinated with it. The best part about growing up the way we did it, a lot of people in our crews, man, they, they, came, they turned out to be great men. I mean, it was just, it's just awesome great to watch men. them just do their thing. With us, our worlds collide together. I mean, you've got to stay in complete shape all the time. And then we, we had each other, the love for that. And, um, that, but you know, the bond never got broken, man. That was the coolest part about it. But being on this side of it now and, and, and having looked back and, or looking back and passing all of that to the kids, 
It's like we, now it's we get exactly to pick right. and choose. Yeah, we get to pick and choose. Like what all the so, good stuff that we learned and the bad stuff that we learned. So I had Caden um like do a toast at our house. We have some friends over like for a baby shower. And, you know, I mean he's I mean he's a young man. I mean, like he's 17. I said, All right, Caden, like you have like the toast. He goes, What? <laughs> I have the toast? Yeah, do it. I mean, you're a man. And so uh, like we've got to be able to pass on like those traits and all those things that we learn. And because again, like our kids are just a product of, of kind of what we put in them. So you're, you're exactly right. And he did a great job, by the way. That's awesome. He's a mini you. <laughs> he is, he is my work me and uh, like Brayden is my home me. And uh, so Brayden's in the band and does all that stuff and very like introverted and very quiet and, would not talk to you for five days and he's perfectly <laughs> fine. And that's how I am. If I was like left to my own, um, like people think I'm so like extroverted and outgoing and all that. And I am so not, I'm, I, I like being by myself. So you've been able to work for some amazing colleges. You've had your own gym in Abilene. You had your own project going. You were on a TV show. Out of all of those, was there a certain person that you worked with or worked for that kind of molded you or train or changed the way you train? Wow, that is a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. Um <laughs> Uh, I would, nice I would work. say you, you would have to, like, I'll answer that twofold. Um, when I was at Texas tech, um, like Mike Leach was like our head coach during those years. And like Mike Leach changed like college football. I mean, he really did. And every aspect that you can think of, not just the game on the field, but how it's coached the, the off season, all of those kind of things. So I would say he is a big like, contributor to, um, like my career and like where I've been able to go. Uh, he hired me because I wanted the job and he hired people that you probably shouldn't have hired because I didn't have the experience. I really didn't. And I was 26 years old and I was the head like strength coach at Texas tech too young, should not have had the job, but he honestly, that's, that's he, right. You're talking, I mean, talking out loud, it's yeah. just like- he, he, and I found this out like at his like at his service later because all the people that he had hired over the years, I mean, he hired Lincoln Riley. Why would you hire a young guy? I mean, I want the guy that wants the job. I don't want the most experienced guy. I don't want the guy that has the pretty resume. I want the grinder. Like I want the dude that is hungry. I want the person that is hungry for like success. I want the one that's going to go get it. So, um, I took a lot of that and a lot of his personality and um, from off the field, I would say I had a player tell me, and this is, this is a crazy thing, but I had a player cause I used to think that you had to rant and rave and cuss and scream and blow snot out of your face. If you're going to be a great strength coach. Right. Um, and if you were going to be a, this, this great motivator, and I had this player, um, Josh Rangel, I remember his name. He goes, coach, you. and he didn't tell me in the moment because I'd went off or, or like whatever. Tells me after the fact, hey, coach, you know, when you start cussing like that, I kind of tune you out because like you're not actually saying anything. Like I'd rather you just tell me what I did wrong and what I screwed up and tell me how to fix it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, 
Nobody cares what that. you think, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm telling you, it was it's a great uh, point. I'll that take, I'll take, I'll take that. Yeah, take That's that. actually really good because especially a lot of these football players that you are training, uh, not all of them, but a, a big number of them came from broken homes or scary homes, you know, a, yeah. a pissed off dad or pissed off stepdad yeah. or whatever. And cause I'll, the reason I say that is because a lot of those kids that did come from kind of a broken home, they are they're the ones that have the grit to be able to do go into college football or or the pros. Not all of them, but some of them. So as a kid, you learn to tune that out. That's your survival mode. Is when you've got an abusive that was me. yeah when you've got an abusive dad, you're just like oh shit he's. He's mad and you just, you do everything possible to survive, not to escalate the issue, but there's no problem solving. You just know that he was pissed and you just be quiet where that kid was brave enough to tell you to your face, look, all that basically is what he's saying is all that does is scare me, but I'm not here to get scared. I'm here to learn. That's help me. That's really I, I, powerful. That's a yeah, very yeah. powerful statement coming from a kid that you're training. So that's why, like, I remember it, you know, I mean, it, it was very, uh, like profound, like in my coaching and how I coached from then on. Now, did I still coach really hard? I do. I still coach hard. I still demand that you give me your very best. I mean, I, anything like below the line, below the standard, is unacceptable. It's just is. And if you're going to win and you're going to be successful and not just win games, but if you're going to win life, I mean, you have to do above the line things all the time and you got to choose the hard thing more often than you don't choose the hard thing. But there's a way that I can like communicate that to you. Um, and I was told that when I rant and rave and scream and all that, we're basically having like adult like temper tantrums, mm-hmm. like we're, we're, we're like three year olds. Do what I want. Wah. I'm going to be mad if you don't. Well, like, how about I coach you hard and tell you how I want it done? Now, if you don't hold the line again, there's there's always like repercussions for that. But like, how you get that information to your people, to your company? I mean, you can be like the boss and be really scary and have everybody like intimidated by you. Or you can actually make your company like productive and like successful by telling them exactly what the standard is and how you want it done. Yeah. And you can and you can make your company better. You can make your home better by being like exact and giving like exact information and ways that you want that done and how you see it done. So um, those uh, I would say those those two people I would I'd pick those two. Did you ever follow up and see where that guy is now? I still talk to him to this oh, day. Oh, you do? What's he yeah. do? Uh, he's in Dallas, uh, so he is actually in like herbal life, and so he's still still super fit and still trains. And that's awesome. Uh, and the yeah. worst of the guys that get quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they get upset, or if they're just trying to make a point, they, they just get quiet. Or the disappointment guys. Mm-hmm. You know the ones yeah. you look to, and they just they don't yell at you. They just they do the. The head shake or the, I mean, you kind of feel it. Like some, most with us, we want, I want you to scream at me. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Then you just get it out of your system, man. And I, yeah. I actually know how mad you are. I know what you're trying to say. 
But the guy, there is a level past. It's levels, just like you said. It's it's levels. If you could be honest, if we were kids, if we could be brutally honest, it's the best part about being an adult now is you kind of know this, but it's like, hey, man, tell me, show me what, what, uh, um, what upsets you. Like, truly tell me that. And let's, let me get you through that, and then you'll get past that. And then once you're past your upset level, there's a calmness that goes in there, and it's actually it's a superpower. I mean, it's a, it's a man, if, if you can get to that, if you can have conversation, it is a superpower. Like, communication runs the world. It really does. And it comes in different forms and all that kind of stuff. But, um, like, it really does run the world. Yeah, as soon as you start yelling and barking, especially the guys at each other, it's like that's past conversation. That's like animal instinct. The only level past that is when we started fighting. So you you want it to get to make forward progress. It's actually the communication is is key. So now you're at USC and you've got a really good team. So what are what's your projection for this year and the years to come? I'm just trying to get through tomorrow's practice. <laughs> <laughs> We're in fall camp right now. Yeah, so what's going uh, on out is... there? USC. You couldn't have gotten to USC when we were still in the teams. I mean, way back in the day. <laughs> that would have been dangerous for all of us. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in you, Benjamin. <laughs> There's a reason for everything. <laughs> yeah. God has a plan for everything. There's no way in hell he could have stuck your ass there when we were there. An hour 45 no minutes. No way. Be- not been great. No way. Would have been, uh, We'd have had a house right halfway between both. Halfway. But we have a really good team, and uh, it's fun to coach these guys. It's fun to be in L.A. Um, my only my only information of L.A. was what I saw, like, on TV uh, and in movies, you know. So L.A. is not what everybody thinks it is. I mean, this is a good place with good people. And um, so, yeah, it's been – it's been a good time to be here with these guys. And like, we look forward to just getting to the season, but like once you're in fall camp, you almost go into this fog of like what, I, I don't actually even know what day today is. This is just like <laughs> practice four. Um, and you just count in practices and get guys through. And so this is, so what's, the vibe? The, what's the vibe difference? What's the difference between being at OU and tech and Tennessee and out of here? What, what are we looking at? Um, there, there is no different vibe when you're, when you're in it, it, it feels the same to you. You know, you're connected to your team. Um, like I've loved my players everywhere I've been. I mean, and I've, and I've given them my very best everywhere I've been. So I couldn't tell you there was anything different because I'm going to give every group my best. Have uh, you, how about the town? You captured the town yet? Uh, the town you, is awesome. Have you found the our eating houses is, yet? Uh, the underground eating houses. I know you, you're great at finding. All, 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 you already all found of them. Those. So you got them. So Caden is a big <laughs> food, right? Cool. Like Caden loves food. He loves fashion. He loves movies. So I mean, he goes and finds all the cool spots. I mean, you can have every single thing you want to eat here. Is here every ethnic group you can have. Um, What's Hope it, doing? Hope is doing whatever she wants to do. Uh, she is. She's my nine-year-old daughter. I just make sure that I brought her up uh, just she, in case she hears this. She's like, "Well, where where am I in there?" I'm like, yeah. "I'm bringing you up, sweetheart." Uh, like her and Jen, I can't wait. In about three years, when uh, Hope is a little older, they're going to have some knockdown, dragout battles because they're both the same person. So it's uh, it's great. No, oh, that's Addie for sure. She's. Basically, Marcus's like bullheadedness and mm. 
Uh, We've never talked about this ever in the open. Now this just comes out on a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even, I've never even heard these words before. <laughs> like she's just very headstrong. Um, when yeah. she doesn't want to do something, she is not going to do it. She'll stand up to anybody and tell them. So, um, and if she wants to do it, it's, let's get on it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Why are we waiting? Um, she's very, very strong. Like, uh, don't change a thing. Don't yeah. change a thing. Like I want to raise a strong willed, like young lady. And that's, so that's, that's who, that's who hope is. And as everyone says, well, like, I can't wait to see who she dates and all that. I want to see who she brings home. Oh, oh. Like, like, yeah, I Bro. can't wait either. Cause yeah. she's already, I, I have the whole Den of Thieves home. script for, I got lines for everybody. I'm going to need your whole team. I, I will personally fly them down here on the plane to have them in the living room. Same way with hope. When it's time for the first date for the prom, the wedding is going to be, you know, can you imagine oh. how much fun we're going to have at the wedding uh, when our daughters get married? I just can't imagine you getting to the point. You know how much fun we had at his, his wedding? <laughs> I'm sure you had a blast. We had, we had a blast. <laughs> I'm sure. We had a lot of fun. Oh man. It was the best. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure. Um, okay. So your family's great. Jen is good. Everybody's great. Yeah. Great. She's okay. doing well. She's made the adjustment. Um, it's different living in LA from like Norman, Oklahoma or Austin, Texas, or, you know, it's just different. And this has been the oldest that the kids have been when we moved. So uh, it's, I mean, just like being in the military. I mean, when I was going to say, man, you're, that's a brat life they're living right now. Military to the, I mean, it is. Think, I mean, just think what it's taught them. I know when at a young age, they hate yes. that school to school, but I was like, you can't believe what they know how to do now. The ability to make yeah. friends, to make transitions to a new environment from, from OU to say, uh, to California. That's completely oh, different. Yeah. The vibe is different. The way the town, everything. E everything is completely different. And at that, for us, what we had to go through, man, okay, we can handle it. It's the kids, man. When you watch them vibe through that, and if they're still on track, that's amazing. That's the best training they could have ever had. And I give Jen all the credit for that because I'm not there, you know, as much as uh, I would like to. Be, we can talk know, all so day about that lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's I mean, she is awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely a phenomenal woman. I remember when I got hurt and came back and I, I started piling around with you. You were doing the coaching thing and that the book had come out. She was running all that, had a, doing all the, uh, the public appearances. For me and dealing yes. with Mojo. When Morgan went back to school doing the Congress, yes. like if you need some spiritual hardcore advice, you call Jen Wiley. <laughs> she is she, she is will lock honest. you tight, man. She is she is honest. That's what she is. She is straight so up. We both we both like married above our heads. We did so, way above like, our pay grade, actually, man. like all three of us like married above our heads. I so. still call that lady. I'm like, hey, I need some freaking hardcore advice. Lay it on me. And she's like, This is what I got. Oh my gosh. I love it. Jen. She is amazing. So, so lucky Hunter, did you, did you have some football questions that you wanted to throw in? I do have one uh, question in particular, kind of to piggyback off of what you were talking about earlier. Out of all the places you've been, worked at, or just played at for a day, which has the best college football atmosphere? Oh, um, just for a, for like for a game night for fans, like the best fans. Yeah, base? just like what'd you walk into and. You're just thinking, oh my goodness. There's so many though that you can't. I can give you a couple of games that I think were unbelievable. 
um, like Texas Tech uh, 2008 uh, versus uh, Texas. Um, probably one of the most like electric nights that I've ever been a part of. Uh, like one of the most viewed college football games in the history of college football. So that was like the Michael Crabtree catch on the sideline score. Uh, nuts. I mean, as loud as you can hear it. Where I'm at Texas now at the time at UT, we're playing a la AM. Like the last time like the, uh, that we would play them, like Justin Tucker, like kicks the like game winning field goal. And I mean, like I love Kyle Field. It's, I mean, that's about an hour and a half from my hometown. So to watch Kyle Field just rock. And I mean, it was so freaking loud. That I mean, I could scream in your ear. You couldn't hear a single word I was saying. Uh, great night for football. I mean, on either side. Um, at Texas Tech, going to Norman uh, when I was coaching at Tech, uh, 2008 also, like the jump around game. Um, the I mean, Norman, Oklahoma was rocking that night i mean unbelievable and i was on the other sideline at that time and it was just a great night for college football and great like environments and so um like i can't wait like we're going to the big 10 so i can't wait to go up to penn state and see that environment so you get some of those east coast vibes and kind of those like traditional like stadiums you know that you want to see and be in and hear and um, so like, I want to go to Penn state when it's like all whited out, you know I mean? You just, just some of those yeah. like iconic Hunter went spots, to one of those you know? games. Hunter went when we went had against a- Michigan a few years ago while we had a Patriot tour out there and it was absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. There are, there, there should, there should be some American to do lists, right? And that, that's yeah. on it, right? Those games, those type of games. Absolutely. Uh, and we are forgetting our LSU Tigers. I yeah. mean, have you been able to play Death Valley? Um, I don't. I don't like talking about LSU. The last <laughs> time I played LSU wasn't good. Um, oh, that, was, that, that was that game was that was at OU when we were there. We played like Joe Burrow that year. That they were the best college football team on the planet, and uh, <laughs> it was not. It was not a like favorable outcome. I mean, they um, threw a hell of a game there. It was a great. It was a great. That was a really, really talented football team. Um, like Joe B actually came out here and threw with us uh, about two weeks ago. He's a great guy, um, super positive dude, great dude. Um, Who are you talking about, Burroughs? Yeah, Joe Burroughs. Oh man, I got to hear about that kid every damn day in this house. <laughs> he's <laughs> All he's the actually time. he's actually a really good dude. Never I, met him. Know <laughs> all about him. He's good. So, yeah, he's he was he's, my he's best a great telling me about him. So, he's a, he's yeah, a great dude. Great dude. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Hunter is hoping for a USC LSU. I really do want to see that matchup. That would be that would be be two like iconic programs, and um, that's the cool part. I've been very blessed to be a part of every program that I've been a part of. I mean, you talk about the like like the college football teams. You know, I mean. Texas, like OU, USC. Um, I mean, there's only like a couple more that you'd want to even say are the programs. You know, you throw in like a Notre Dame or something like that. You know, some of the like iconic, um, like over, like over the decades. You know, yeah. so it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we are so proud of you. 
and everything you've accomplished. You. Yeah. And absolutely, man. We I like can't checking in with you. And hey, quick question, man. The kids, sixteen, seventeen. What first vehicle? How are you gonna go? What What are you What are you gonna do for them? Like my kids' first vehicles? Yeah. How we How are you gonna approach this? Because over here, and we, Morgan and I have been talking about this, and you know, if you come from a privileged house. Your kids gotta have the the, the beat up vehicle. I mean, I, Morgan and I are talking about going and finding the '85 Dodge, the Goat, having kind of maybe throwing some rims on it or something. But thank you. Yeah, we're gonna. You know, it's that time it's, of the. It's, it's that time, bro. Vinny is a nice there's car guy. In there I I know he's a nice. His first car wasn't nice though. Neither no, was no, my first car was a Volkswagen Beetle 1970, like Volkswagen Super Beetle. <laughs> well, that he, was he phenomenal. Didn't, oh, let's go. His first badass uh, car was when we got out of college. It was an excursion, it. right? Uh, so that was the four banger. Um, which you remember that was my second car. Good. So yeah, uh, we're, that's but, what... like my sons have their grandparents gave them a car to share uh, when they Whoa, turned sixteen. What's your grandparent? Uh, Jen's like parents. Oh Chief. man, are you <laughs> kidding me? What? Oh, oh, they got hooked up oh, then because those grandparents so rock and roll. I was so upset. So they got your in-laws are awesome. So they gave, so they got a 2015 like Forerunner is the first car. Dude, are you? So it's not. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear Marcus about it. Marcus wants them to literally have to like if roll you come up their from own a, windows. Look, if you come from yes. a privileged family, that kid better drive a freaking wagon. Yeah. All right. And if you if you come from a poor family, same thing. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's just a thing. We all had to drive them. Every rich person out there back in the day had one. Every time we drive by a hoopty, I mean, like. I've already started looking. Axe came up to me the other day, bro. He's like, Dad, my first car, it needs to be loud and fast. Yeah. That's what he said to me, bro. He said Dodge SRT. Oh, it was a Hellcat. Hellcat. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to put you in a freaking Hellcat or a Demon. That's exactly what I'm going to do, man. Something with a thousand Sure, I'm going to put you in a Chevelle, a 67 Chevelle. Yeah. Hook him up. I might make it a school bus. It's going to have a, high, a hell of a powerful <laughs> engine and it's going to be loud. He wants them to have like, but then Addie, like you ask her what she wants for her first car. She said uh, like a 2005 Honda Accord. Yeah. She just doesn't care. How about She's that? like, I just need a car to get me from she's one like, place it ain't to the ride, another. It's the ride or dad. Freaking, she's <laughs> she's just, so cool. She's just My practical. Cool, I man. love it. Yeah. She yeah. Wants the daughters are, our daughters are good, bro. I'm not sweating them. She was practical and she wants like, anonymous she doesn't want to yeah. to like be flashy or anything so My, yeah Axe wants the space shuttle oh yeah some freaking <laughs> spinners it's unbelievable i don't even know what is there happened. any way i can get a space shuttle yeah and then gunner gunner wiley by the way what you know he just looks like he's i think here. he wants a raptor or something yeah, no tell, no tell. yeah. yeah he, he, he looks like he should drive up like a a real a Hummer. He looks yeah. like he does. He needs, something like an assault vehicle. I think he, he's going to be really big. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, assault he's vehicle. already big. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's already big. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that uh, know Morgan's son Gunner, his middle name is named after Benny Benny Wiley. So. He beat me on that one too. You want to talk about an all time? Because <laughs> it's a competition. Yeah, it's a competition between me and Mojo, and he's like, "Well, I'll just name my kid after him." I, I got nothing after that, man. I yeah. Oh, he called me the other day also, by the way, uh, like on Juneteenth. So like on Juneteenth, which is like a Texas holiday that as I'm finding out, I didn't know that uh, until I moved to Norman and all these other spots. Um, But uh, every Juneteenth, like in college, we'd go watch a movie together. (laughs) And so like our first one was um, 
oh man, with Jackie Chan. Um, Rush Hour. Uh, Rush Hour. So Addie's favorite Rush movie Hour, right now. <laughs> uh, our first Juneteenth together, like in Huntsville, Texas. So, <laughs> We've been uh, watching all three of those for the last week and a half. Uh -huh. They're so, making a new one this year. Are they? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. What do so you that say was to our you? first Juneteenth movie together. And it's now awesome. he just calls you and says, happy Juneteenth. Yeah. Every, every year. I love it. I love it. Certain <laughs> days throughout the year that you got to check in. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah, time bro. out of your day and coming yeah, on. Probably. I can't wait to come down and see you. Love you guys. Love yes. you guys. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right. And uh, so how, how can uh, everybody find you? What's your social medias or anything that you like uh, to promote? Be Wiley Strong on Instagram. Uh, I don't do Twitter because people are too brave on Twitter. So um, I'll go try and hunt you down on Twitter. Uh, so I don't do Twitter. But um, like on Instagram, like Be Wiley Strong and I'll actually like message you back. So if you guys need anything. Awesome. Awesome. Thank All right, you. brother. Yeah, thank Hope you. Family. Love you. Yeah. Get back to practice. See you guys. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So thank you everybody for listening in for another episode of the team. Never quit podcast. We'll see you guys next week and have a good time.